You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on the John DePietro Show. Petro, here I am. Weekdays, we start at 11 and we go till 2. It's AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at DePetro.com. Folks, follow me on Facebook and Twitter at John DePetro Show. And again, if you ever have problems listening to the program, because I understand that people move around, you can always listen at the website, DePetro.com, D E. P-E-T-R-O.com. You can also contact me there. By the way, if you're a business, uh, depending on your business, if you would like to, this is a tremendous time to reach people. If you'd like to, uh, go to the go to uh, the website and contact um, contact me or and or advertise on the program. We do have uh, some openings for the month of April, and so that would be terrific. You reach a lot of people. And the listenership right now on the radio show has never been higher. It's absolutely through the roof. And, folks, it's a chance and a way for you to reach everyone. This portion of the John DePietro Show, and coming up, by the way, it's 12.07. Coming up at next hour will be the Governor Mundo, Governor Mundo press briefing where, there's a boy, there's a lot happening. There's a lot of developments overnight. But this portion of the John DePietro Show is, once again, brought to you by J. Kale Engineering. Now, you're spending a lot of time inside. And you want to be comfortable, and you want to make sure that your heating and cooling system is working properly. And who knows how long this is going to go on. So call JKL, because they can design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Keep you and your family nice and comfortable over the months ahead. With JKL, they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You're going to be nice and comfortable in your home over the next several months. Call J.K.L. today. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for J.K.L. Engineering. You might as well be nice and comfortable in your home. And this is a good time. I encourage you to invest in your home, by the way. Invest in your home, whether it be J.K.L. Engineering or if you're going to be at home over the next several weeks, months, whatever, who knows what the future holds. This is a very good time. Why not say, you know what, this is finally going to be the season. We're going to have the best lawn we've ever had. And you can do that if you log onto their website, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. And the website is lawndoctor.com, lawndoctor.com, or call them for a quick, easy quote, 401 401- 392-1025-401-392-1025, Lawn Doctor. And this is key right now in the spring to contact Lawn Doctor because right now is when they can do crabgrass control, time-release fertilizer. If you are going to have to spend time, as we're looking at over the next couple of months, maybe around your property, maybe not going out as much, Lawn Doctor, they did my lawn the other day. Folks, they don't come inside your house. You just see them outside. And then... And you're going to have also tick and mosquitoes. They can have an application to make sure that they don't bother you. Lawn Doctor. Go to their website. Uh, it's lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025. So I want to check some of the headlines. And there's also some audio that I want to play for you that, again, uh, a couple couple things. Right now in New York, have you heard the latest now? 500 deaths a day. And that is going to increase. That is going to increase. New York, 500 deaths a day. That is, they're saying that is going to get closer to 1,000 people a day 
are going to be dying in New York. Coronavirus patients ordered to wear GPS ankle monitoring. Now, a lot of people are going to be saying that the government's trying to track them. But it's that we have people that are not following the guidelines. We're not uh, following the guidelines as far as people that are supposed to stay in their home. They're supposed to self-quarantine. And people are not doing that. And so, you know, what else are they supposed to do to make sure that people are not? But New York's coronavirus cases top 100,000. New York State now has more than 100,000 coronavirus cases. Governor Cuomo, no, he announced that just today. During his daily update from Albany, the governor said 10,482 newly reported cases have pushed the state's total to 102,000. The number of confirmed deaths in New York is 2,935, up from 2,373. So he is concerned about the increases on cases on Long Island that does not have the elaborate health system New York City has. And and so this is obviously a, a major, major problem is is New York. Uh, but at the same time, if you've seen, Governor Cuomo is is getting high marks for the way that he has handled the crisis there. And anyone that has seen him, his um, press briefings are, are just received. Now, if you want some good news The good news is Rhode Island is receiving 100,000 N95 masks that the Patriots plane picked up from China. So that's some good news. But coming up next hour, we're going to carry Governor Raimondo's live daily press briefing. And then we are going to, they have to address the situation. We have a Pawtucket nursing home rises to 45 cases at the Oak Hill Center. 45 cases. And in North Providence, half of the nursing home's residents 55 of them are testing positive. Now, that is massive outbreak, and that is going to cause our numbers, as you can imagine, to go up substantially. Now, I was mentioning this, and I just checked the uh, Channel 10 website. Dr. Burks mentions Rhode Island, Massachusetts as potential virus hotspots. Now, I mentioned this last night. Um, I posted it. If you go to the website, petro.com. We have two states that uh, actually I want to play her. um, I think we have sound of Dr. Um, Deborah Burks, who is really just uh, fantastic. I think her and Dr. Fauci, I don't understand these nutcases that are threatening Dr. Fauci and um, trying to go after him. He has to have security now. I mean, all the loonies are really coming out right now. They just are. So I want to play. This is her last night. Two states that do have 35% positives, and that's New York and New Jersey. So that confirms very clearly that that's a very clear and important hot zone. Louisiana, though, has 26% of their tests are positive. Michigan, Connecticut, Indiana, Georgia, Illinois, so that should tell you where the next hotspots are coming, are at 15% test positive. And then Colorado, D.C., Rhode Island, and Massachusetts are at 13%. So, obviously, and I want to play that again. That was last night. Uh, I have no idea why the local media didn't lead with that, other than I, I don't know. Maybe they're not watching the White House press briefing. This is very important. Right now it's 12:13 on this Friday. That is the first time Rhode Island has been mentioned. I've been telling you this, folks. I have. It's the first time it's been mentioned. And they're now saying the Rhode Island numbers will 
double every three days. Every three days. Here it is again. We do have two states that do have 35% positives, and that's New York and New Jersey. So that confirms very clearly that that's a very clear and important hot zone. Louisiana, though, has 26% of their tests are positive. Michigan, Connecticut, Indiana, Georgia, Illinois, so that should tell you where the next hotspots are coming, are at 15% test positive, and then Colorado, D.C., Rhode Island, and Massachusetts are at 13%. Now, we are at 13%. 13%, and if you go to my Facebook page, or I did put it out on Twitter, that is 13% without the testing. So the Rhode Island number is going to be higher. I'm going to play her one more time because I want you to understand the percent. Now, obviously, New York, um, cases are doubling, going to double every three days in Rhode Island. Think of that. Every three days. Now, that is right in line where I said 10 days from now, the number will be 8 to 10 times higher than it is right now. So, And I'm getting those numbers from uh, people at the hospitals. But I don't think that people are fully grasping just how bad this is, how high it's going to go up. And, and I want you to listen because the important thing here to listen for, and this is doc, uh, Dr. Deborah uh, Burks last night at the White House press briefing, of which at least Channel 10 just posted it online. I have no idea why the rest of the media locally did not go with that because that was very, very significant that she mentioned, first time Rhode Island mentioned, but listen to the percentage because our percentage is about to go up higher. Here we go. Positives, and that's New York and New Jersey. So that confirms very clearly that that's a very clear and important hot zone. Louisiana, though, has 26% of their tests are positive. Michigan, Connecticut, Indiana, Georgia, Illinois, so that should tell you where the next hotspots are coming, are at 15% test positive. And then Colorado, D.C., Rhode Island, and Massachusetts are at 13%. So that is obviously very, very significant uh, on the percentage because our percentage, because of the amount of testing that is now being done, that was not done in the past. So we are probably going to go up closer to 20%. 20% is what I'm hearing, if not higher, if not higher. Now, those two nursing homes, uh, I can't stress enough how significant that is. And that is a real breakdown. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know enough about it to place blame. But I do know that the mayors of North Providence, Pawtucket, were not informed of the clusters by the Department of Health. I, I think this could explain why Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott has not been at these press briefings. But I don't blame Mayor Lombardi saying that the first, the turn, uh, the, um, the town of North Providence learned about this, the cluster at Golden Crest, was they learned about it and then they tried to get information, but they wouldn't confirm anything. And then Mayor Gravian says he first learned of the problem at Oak Hill in Pawtucket from the media. So you have 55 residents in North Providence, and they didn't even tell the mayor. Now, look at what happened in Massachusetts with that soldier's home, right? They had people dying they weren't telling. Listen, uh, but this is reversed. The Department of Health, you need to notify the mayors of that city and town. I disagree with the protocol that the Department of Health is employing right now. Folks, it's John DePietro. Now, again, we'll see if we learn more coming up 
at one o'clock. And I hope we are going to learn more from the governor and her people. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by MEGA professionals. Call them today. Now, let's just say with your business, if you have people calling out sick or you have people that for whatever reason you're in need of workers right now, but you don't have time to screen them because you're trying to go through everything and keep everything together. Well, MEGA professionals serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, they have the people for you. 508-336-7801. What type of people? Well, if you need workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, local, aka sleep at home. If you need warehouse workers, mechanics, uh, skilled workers, labor, office professionals, healthcare workers, call MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals today. 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801 for MEGA professionals. I want to play Tucker Carlson, folks, as I mentioned has been, um, well, actually, let me also just use this uh, before I play this for you. I want to once again stress to you the importance of, I believe, this is an ideal time to have a water filter system uh, installed in in your home. Because then you don't have to worry about going out to the store and purchasing bottled water. You know, the less time that you can go outside, the more that you wear a mask, Uh, the better off you're going to be. And with Water Filter Company, if you call them today at 401-294-2400, you won't have to worry about bottled water or who's touched the the containers and the jugs and the bottled water that you're getting. It'll come right out of your faucet. This is Steve at Water Filter Company, and I am so fortunate and glad, and you can have it as well. Hi, I'm Steve, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in store lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're enjoying all the safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it, cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in lines. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty... I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have. Because when this crisis is over, your bad water quality won't be, and neither will your bottled water dependency. So ask yourself, do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean, safe water? If so, call my company. Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. Water Filter Company, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Because is it really worth going through all this? You know, that is, um, he is so right. It's our friend Steve, folks, Water Filter Company. I strongly encourage you on this Friday, at least call them and get a free consultation over the phone. 401-294-2400, 401-294-2400, Water Filter Company. So if you go to the website, depetro.com, you will see exactly how the numbers um are about to really over the next 10 days. Now, folks, here's the thing. The situation in Rhode Island, as I've been telling you, if you've been listening to my program, The John DePietro Show, you know I've been telling you that they have been downplaying the numbers and the numbers are actually much more serious and higher um, than they were originally saying. And um, and, and now today, I, I think over the next 10 days with the testing, with the testing that's when you're going to start to really see the numbers and they're they're truly going to spike up 
and they're going to spike up dramatically and, you know, get used to it. Um, as far as I, I, I disagree with the way they've kind of downplayed it, but that's just what the Ramundo people have chosen to do. Now, someone, if you watch Tucker Carlson at night, you can't watch everything, but I think his coverage has been really, really tremendous. Uh, I watch him and also... Um, I thought Chris Cuomo last night talking about what it's like and how bad it is. Uh, let me play a little bit. This is uh, Chris Cuomo last night. He refers to it as the beast. So it comes in at night. This is Chris Cuomo Western last night. Healthcare workers uh, have taken to calling the virus the beast. Uh, I understand why. My fever has gone up a couple of degrees in like the last 30 minutes. Nights are tough. And I've learned something that I didn't know before. Uh, it is responsible journalism to say that 80% of people who get this uh, statistically wind up okay, meaning they don't go to the hospital, they get through it. It is not humanly responsible, uh, though, from an ethical perspective. Now that I'm one of the anointed and these people reach out to me, you suffer uh, when you have this at home unless you are ridiculously lucky statistically and maybe karmically as well i can't tell you how many stories i've had of people who've had a one, over 100 102 fever for 8 10 12 days and just to tell you what kind of toll that can take look it's not about life or death i don't mean it that way otherwise i wouldn't be doing the show i'm not looking to scare people i'm trying to do the opposite i've lost 13 pounds in three days wow I'm a big guy i started off with 230 pounds my wife is feeding me uh, like, you know, we were still in the dating phase, you know, so it's not like I'm not, I'm hurt for nutrition. Um, I'm eating and drinking constantly. I'm just sweating it out and it's the sickness. So yeah, 80%, we're going to make it through. But the idea that it's easy, so you can be nonchalant, that is so misleading, fellas. That I now know for a fact. Are you saying she fed you better in the dating phase? Oh, yeah. Anderson. <laughs> well, that's, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other situation, so, Anderson. I can't. Yeah. Uh, that'll take us a long time. Okay. Okay. Chris, I, I just need to say for the record, I think Anderson agree with me. We, we we had suggested you not work right now. I mean, I know you, you're, you're incapable of not working and, and talking about this, but just for the record. We, okay, we, we, that was last night on um, CNN, um, and I didn't see that um, just because you can only watch folks so much. But I want to go back to, and I'm going to um, play in, in just a moment. I think um, Tucker Carlson, as I said, he talks about the World Health Organization and how much they have been doing the, the bidding of China. And it's, it's really, really disgraceful. Right now, it's 1225. It's Friday afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro. These are uh, such odd times. The, new, the, the story is so fluid. Um, this is a time, folks, that... Um, you know, the information that I try to give you, I don't want, you know, I'm not trying to, I don't want you to be panicked by it, but I'm going to repeat what I've been saying. You, you're an adult. I mean, I, granted, I, I do get some email from some children that listen with their parents, and, and I think that's terrific. And those of you that listen know I, I run a family-friendly program, but people need accurate, truthful information to make the proper decisions that they need to make. And... You're about to see that Rhode Island will now really start to get more of the spotlight because of the density of the state. Let's face it. Uh, you have a lot of people in a small area that are on top of each other, say, for example, in Winsocket, in Providence. Um, that nursing home situation is very, very serious in North Providence and Pawtucket. 
and then the possible people that, that they were infected by it. So I, I, I just feel on this Friday that the next 10 days, things are going to drastically change and the numbers are going to drastically change. And I, the reason I played the Chris Cuomo piece for you is as much as sometimes, all right, he is a little bit of a prima donna and I'm not the biggest fan of his. But he does make some good points that, and I've kind of been saying this, it, there is a difference of life and death. We're not saying many, you know, many people that are, will, will get it come down with the virus. After seeing that, I really don't want to get it. I mean, some people I think have been nonchalant. Hey, if I get it, I get it. It's like the flu. It's much worse than the flu. It's much more contagious than the flu. Chris Cuomo, he's a, he's a big guy, 230 pounds, keeps himself in good shape. Um, he chipped a tooth. From shivering, he's seen these wild, hallucinating dreams where his late father, Mario Cuomo, is is sitting at the end of his bed. Uh, Huge. When you have a fever spiking over 10 days, he lost 13 pounds in three days. That is very, very serious. I've never gone through anything like that. I do get a flu shot, by the way. Maybe there are people listening saying, yeah, that's like when I had the flu. Um, I I really don't want to get it. And what we're about to see, unfortunately, is obviously the state was not prepared for it. And I I fundamentally, I won't keep saying it, but I just disagreed with the way I think they've been downplaying the numbers because of either it was uh, it was just lack of testing. They didn't have the proper tests. And I think that's a tough situation to be in. It's 1227. Now, as everyone is adjusting to. Uh, the new life that we're all living right now. Many people I'm seeing online are now cooking outside. And something that's essential is to make sure that you have enough propane. So I want to share with you, I went to one propane place. They didn't have any propane. I went to another propane place because you want to be stocked up just in case. And they didn't have any propane. And I finally called a friend of mine and said, where can you get propane? They said, Johnson Propane never runs out. Stop by Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. You can call them at 401-621-8129. 401-621-8129. If you're in and around that area, anywhere in Providence or North Providence or Johnson, Johnson Propane. Propane tanks and supplies, no germs. They fill Blue Rhino, all credit cards, debit cards accepted. They're open seven days a week. They're right in front of the stop and shop. 904 Manton Avenue, right at the base of where Rhode Island College is. I used to go to Steve's over there. They used to have an off-campus bar called Steve's. It's Johnson Propane. They're open seven days a week, and they um, they are just terrific. From 9 in the morning till 7 o'clock at night, you can fill up your tanks. I'll tell you, Phil Johnson, the guy is one of a kind. He also is a big Trump supporter. So stop by Johnson's Propane. A lot of places are running out. They're not running out. He never runs out. Phil Johnson, call him at 401-621-8129. Take a ride over there. You're going to want to make sure that you have propane, Johnson's propane. Now, as I've been mentioning, I think Tucker Carlson has been very, very effective during this time. And I want to play some of the sound. He's exposing some of the corruption within the World Health Organization, how they've been in the pocket of China. By the way, we we give the World Health Organization, I, I think it's $58 million a year, 
and how much they have been deceiving people with the coronavirus that did start in China, did start in Wuhan. I want to play this for you. This is a piece that uh, Tucker ran. Here we go. Let me repeat the question. No, that's okay. Let's move to another one then. Right. Because, because I'm, I'm actually curious on talking about Taiwan as well, on Taiwan's case. We decided to give Dr. Alward another call to follow up. And I just want to see if you can comment a bit on how Taiwan has done so far in terms of containing the virus. Well, we, we've already talked about China, and um, you know, when you look across all the different areas of, uh, of China, they've actually all done quite a good job. So, with that, I'd like to thank you very much for inviting us to participate, and uh, and good luck as you go forward with the battle in Hong Kong. In the middle of a global pandemic, they're refusing to help a country because China told them not to. And then the World Health Organization, which represents all of us, which we pay for more than any other country, is boldly, without shame, repeating Chinese government propaganda. The man you just saw, Bruce Howard, by the way, wasn't just caught in a bad moment over Skype. Here's another clip of him sucking up to the government of China. Terrible. To the people of Wuhan, um, it is recognized that the world's in your debt. And uh, when this disease finishes, hopefully we'll have a chance to thank the people of Wuhan for the role that they played in it. Absolutely pathetic, folks. I mean, it shows you how, in a pandemic like this, how the World Health Organization, thank God for Dr. Fauci, the World Health Organization is corrupt and in the pocket of China. China, it's much worse than they're letting you know. Let's go back to this. Another piece on Tucker Carlson talking about China and how the laboratory in Wuhan, how that came about. Surprising. Howard was just following directions from the very top. Tedros Adnam, he's the director general of the World Health Organization, got his job with Chinese support after he covered up cholera outbreaks in his home country. A perfect man to lead the World Health Organization. And he subsequently set the standard for corruption there. Here he is in January. Watch this. The Chinese government is to be congratulated for the extraordinary measures it has taken to contain the outbreak. The speed with which China detected the outbreak, isolated the virus, sequenced the genome, and shared it with WHO and the world are very impressive and beyond words. China is actually setting a new standard for outbreak response, and it's not an exaggeration. That's the top public health official in the world, and everything you just heard him say there was a lie. A recent 60 Minutes piece from Australia, a piece our media are not playing, shows just how deep the lies go. In fact, there was nothing speedy about how China detected the outbreak and then warned the world. Indeed, they did the exact opposite. From the very beginning, throughout December, it was spreading. And we now know it was spreading human to human. But the official line of the Chinese government was that this was all related to an animal market. And once they closed the market, it would all go away. Did they know differently at that time? Absolutely. Because uh, they were seeing cases coming into the hospitals that had nothing whatsoever to do with the animal market. So the World Health Organization's leadership tells you that China, quote, set the standard for the outbreak to the response. Apparently that standard includes disappearing doctors who tell the truth about it. 
As China now tries to rewrite history and claim it was transparent all along, a final nail in the coffin of their lie. Just two weeks ago, the head of emergency at Wuhan Central Hospital, Dr. Ai Fen, also went public, saying authorities had stopped her and her colleagues from warning the world. She has now disappeared, whereabouts unknown. Again, why is it left to Australian media to produce a piece like this? The truth is, as 60 Minutes Australia explains, instead of worrying about these developments, in early February, the director of the World Health Organization was still lecturing the public that using terms like Wuhan virus was racist. Having a name matters to prevent the use of other names that can be inaccurate or stigmatizing. You might think that a World Health Organization, a group that got 58 million of your tax dollars last year, might care that a government arrests doctors and lies about deadly new diseases. But no, like so many other organizations, they are lapdogs for the powerful. And that means their real job is sucking up to the Chinese government. And speaking of the Chinese government, on February 6, scientists from the South China University of Technology uploaded a paper on the origins of coronavirus. Where did it come from? Well, this offers some clue. At the time, the official death toll in China from the coronavirus was 564. The paper made a number of notable observations and claims that are worth knowing about. And that's why we're telling you. We want to be clear that we're not endorsing any of these conclusions. We haven't independently confirmed them. We can't. But you should keep in mind as you hear this that these findings come from Chinese scientists who work for a university that is controlled by the Chinese government. So whatever else they are, the views you're about to hear are probably not racist anti-Chinese propaganda. Here's what the paper says. First, the scientists confirm what scientists around the world have said they believe. The virus most likely came from an animal known as the intermediate horseshoe bat. Here's the striking thing. There are no known colonies of this bat within 900 kilometers of Wuhan. Nor is there any evidence that they were sold in the Wuhan wet market, despite many claims in the American media to the contrary, including on this show, by the way. Last night we did a segment on wet markets, the one in Wuhan included, and suggested that this bat was sold there. But let's be clear, the only actual analysis of that question that we're aware of is in this paper. These scientists interviewed almost 60 people, 59 of them, who frequented the Wuhan wet market. They confirmed there were no horseshoe bats for sale there, period. So that raises the question, where did the virus-carrying bats come from? This quote, we screened the area around the market and identified two laboratories conducting research on bat coronavirus. Within a few hundred yards of the wet market was something called the Wuhan Center for Disease Control and Prevention. This is important. In public reports, the center used intermediate horseshoe bats for research. Then about seven miles away was another facility. This one was called the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The Virology Institute also conducted research on intermediate horseshoe bats, the ones that were not sold at the wet market. South China University scientists concluded that the coronavirus pandemic, the one that people are dying from here, likely came from one of these two government labs in Wuhan. They noticed that a scientist at the Wuhan Center for Disease Control and Prevention had been exposed to the blood and urine of horseshoe bats. They also suggested that infected tissue samples from research animals may have wound up in the Wuhan wet market. Listen to they this. ended the paper this way, quote, the killer coronavirus probably originated from a laboratory in Wuhan. Safety levels may need to be reinforced in high-risk biohazardous laboratories, 
Regulations may be taken to relocate these laboratories far away from city centers and other densely populated places. End quote. How's that for interesting? Now, this paper has been online for nearly two months, and so far it has been virtually ignored in this country. Almost nobody in American journalism has dared to write about it. The few who have were immediately attacked as dangerous conspiracy theorists. Instead of assessing what seemed like the rational conclusions presented in the Chinese paper, there was a spate of American news stories and academic research designed to show that the coronavirus absolutely could not have been engineered in a Chinese lab. That's right. They sounded supremely confident of that. Yep. But do they really know it? No. And the answer is no, they don't. As a factual matter, it is impossible for Western scientists to settle the question either way. That's right. So instead of doing that or admitting that, they amped up the rhetoric hoping that you wouldn't notice the difference. That's right. A post on the National Institutes of Health website written by NIH Director Francis Collins himself dismisses any such speculation as, quote, outrageous. Keep in mind, NIH is supposed to be keeping you safe from diseases like this one not running political interference for hostile foreign governments. Now, that is Tucker Carlson um, the other night. Folks, again, good afternoon. It's 1238 on this Friday. It's John DePietro. I'm getting email from many, many of you. You can email me, john at dipietro.com. Again, it's actually now it's 1239. Today is Friday, April 3rd. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, or you can listen at certain parts of the state, 99.9 FM. I want to stress, you can always listen live at the website. Go to dipietro.com at the very top. It says listen live. You click on that, or you could download a free app. It's TuneIn Radio app or Simple Radio app. How much do they cost? They're free. You download to your phone, you search WNRI, and boom, here I am in crystal clear audio. I'm ask, I'm um, receiving email from people asking me to replay, and this is so significant. This was last night. Dr. Deborah Burks, and by the way, someone said to me, "What? how do you spell her name? It's B-I-R-X, Burks. But she mentioned last night, it's very significant. This is the first time Rhode Island has been mentioned at a White House press briefing, and they're talking about percentages now. So don't go by numbers, right? Because because our population, Rhode Island is, is roughly, the state of Rhode Island is roughly 1 million people. So when you see where, fortunately, we're never going to be the number of positive cases or deaths of Rhode Island or California, things like that. But it, it still comes down to ratio and percentage. And Rhode Island's is about to jump up significantly because of the increased testing. It basically, prior to yesterday, a big story, there were so many people, it was very, very difficult, if not impossible, to get tested. Now, that's coming to an end. So over the next 10 days to two weeks, as more people get tested, Rhode Island is, in fact, a hot zone. It is. And there's nothing that anyone at this point can do about it. This was last night live at the White House. We do have two states that do have 35% positives, and that's New York and New Jersey. So that confirms very clearly that that's a very clear and important hot zone. Louisiana, though, has 26% of their tests are positive. Michigan, Connecticut, Indiana, Georgia, Illinois, so that should tell you where the next hotspots are coming, are at 15% test positive, and then Colorado, D.C., Rhode Island, and Massachusetts are at 13%. Now, that was last night at the State House, and what's so significant about that 
is Rhode Island, folks, again now, I think you deserve the truth. We are not at 13%. Now, I don't know if we're at 26% like Louisiana, but we're certainly not at 13 We are probably somewhere between 15 to 20 And over the next two weeks, it's probably going to creep up into closer to 20 if it's already not there already. It's just a matter of when it comes out and more testing. I'd be very curious, coming up at 1 o'clock, now it's 1242, coming up at 1, we are going to carry Governor Mundo. You're going to hear her live right here on the John DePietro Show. Stay tuned. I will be submitting questions. We'll see. I have no control whether or not they answer it. So I will be, um, we'll see. But I... I think that's very, very concerning, and I have a very specific question I have. We'll see if Dr. Scott is there today uh, because it's going to come down to my question is what percentage do they believe we're going to be over the next 10, 10 days to two weeks? During the peak, because we're at certain. 